zone kind of uh, coordinated with um, the message for this morning. My soul is anchored <laughs> in the Lord. Um, although that's not the title, but I, that's uh, but the whole idea is um, what, what we're, we're dealing with is the whole idea of the analogy of the pit. When we deal with the whole idea of the analogy of the pit, we're talking about something that, that happens to an individual, to you. When, when life have a tendency to come in on you, and um, what do you do? If you haven't gone through, you're going to go through it. So I thought that we're, we'll give you some insights on how you handle the pit. You hear folks say, life is the pits, you know. Well, that's okay. But what you doing in it, you know? Matter of fact, it's designed for you. Uh, so uh, we wanted to use this guy, and uh, we want to talk about him for this morning. As we uh, look at this uh, Genesis, uh, Reuben said to them, we're talking about uh, Joseph, I mean, uh, yeah, Joseph, shed not blood, throw him into the pit. They're in the wilderness, but do not lay a hand on him that, he might, res that um, he might rescue him out of their hands to restore him to his father. And they took him and threw him into a pit. And the pit was empty. There was no water in it. Then the Median uh, traders passed by, and they drew Joseph out and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. They took Joseph to Egypt. As we think about this guy, Joseph, on an ordinary day, he went to his own brothers and he turned on him. Locked into his soul and into his, his whole life was God promising him great things. And on an ordinary day, his life was flipped just like that. Be, be careful how you plan. Because a lot of times when you plan, it's not that planning is wrong, just that you don't anticipate the pit. <laughs> uh, there was a young man that was uh, at counseling of, on Friday and um, at premarital counseling. He, you know, these guys are all this energy, and he, he owns his own, his own, own business, and a couple of trucks and what have you, and, and what he wants to do, et cetera. I mean, he was just going right on, and I'll do this, and I'll do that, and this and that. And, and I, I said, boy, that's, I said, that's really, I said, matter of fact, what would you do with $500 million, you know? And he said, this one I'll do. I said, that's, that's interesting. That's, that's really interesting. And I said, well, all of that could be handled with the interest. Now, what would you do with $500 million? He said, uh, 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 I said, okay. I said, well, I'll tell you what. Even if you did all of that, there's something else you didn't factor in. You didn't factor in whether you'll live long enough to do all of that. You didn't factor in that you just might have a brain amorism, get sick. You factored in everything that was going to ha good happen to you, but you didn't anticipate what might happen to you, the bad. And you get caught off guard 
and you get discouraged and you want to give up. And God says, I'm not going to take you out of this. I designed it for you. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, um, let's go forward then. Well, in this, as we look at this guy, Joseph, uh, when Reuben turned to the pit and saw that Joseph was not in the pit, he tore his clothes. For I was indeed stolen out of the land of the Hebrews, and here also I have done nothing that they should put me into the pit. These are the little things I'm throwing out before we just kind of go into this. I'm not in a rush to finish this, of course. Let's go into part, part two. The introduction is this. There is a certain attitude and approach to the life that God, our Father, wants to see mature in our life. Give thanks in all things for what? This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I was at uh, a prayer, that prayer, and they gave me five minutes to speak on that. I said, man, five minutes? I, take me five minutes just to say hello. We do mean five minutes to speak on, on, a, on a verse like that. And, but in that, it's, it stuck me, with me for the, whole, for the whole week. Because you see, when it says, be, it says give thanks, it gets us now. This is, see what it says? Give thanks in what? See what it says there? What's that, that preposition there? In all things. It doesn't say for all things. For you're looking back or God is promising. But what about giving thanks while you, what's going to happen to you right now? Give thanks in all things. In all things, give thanks. And then it says, and whenever you see the word for, it explains for this is, present perfect tense, the will of God. So now what is God's will? Give thanks. <laughs> okay. Okay. You misunderstood, you lost your job and all these other things. I don't know what God's will is. Give thanks. I can't see anything. It seems like my whole world questioning on me and nobody likes me. Give thanks. Say, why? Take a deep breath. Still breathing? Yeah, give thanks. See, we, we well, well, let's go. Clarifying our thoughts for this morning, the pits can be accurately described as places or circumstances that are designed to accomplish God's perfect will for our life. And notice I said designed. God knew this was going to happen to Joseph. He could have avoided that, couldn't he? designed. So when we think about that then, um, our thoughts, words, and actions have the potential of making an eternal impact on those whom God will place in our life. In our life, There are a number of people God will be placing in your life. And if you don't have your thinking straight, if you still have an attitude in the pit, you can't help them. You still feeling sorry for yourself in the pit, you can't help them. You have to have a clear mind. And, and so what, what, what we're doing when we, we're looking at scripture now, as we analyze the passage, then it says, okay, there's a certain type of attitude you should have when, and notice what I said, when, which means it's going to happen to you. When it happens to you. Okay. Um, so our outline is really, uh, this is only one for this time. There are several snapshots that we need to consider, but only one for this morning, Joseph. And so we'll get right into it. 
The pit for Joseph was to establish a provision for God's chosen people. God had Joseph, God told Joseph over here, Joseph, in a dream, Joseph, you folks will be bowing down to you and everything. Oh, boy, Joseph. But see, he was, he was, uh, he was a young dude. He was a teenager. Can you imagine giving a teenager a dream like that? Do you know what, how a teenager would handle a dream like that just started off? Oh, mom, dad, I had a dream last night, you know. And, uh, and they're saying, what? Well, I had a dream that the sun, the moon, the wheat, all around, we were burning, we were all bowing down to the stalk. Like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's my dream. That's what I had. And the family was offended. His brothers already hated him. And the Bible says they hated him even more. Sometimes when you have a dream, sometimes it's, it's good to just kind of hold it back just for a little bit. Because some folks don't quite understand where you're going with it. Plus the fact that he was young. How do you move a teenager to the, next to the pharaoh and he has a clear mind? What advice would you give that young guy? Oh, but understand something. As a teenager, though, he was sitting under Jacob, the schemer. And Jacob knew his figures. Jacob knew. And Jacob learned. I mean, he learned under his daddy. He, he knew how to handle things. He knew how to be a good administrator. Not out there with the sheep and everything. He was really good at what he did. And also, Jacob, Jacob taught him to have a great attitude. Only one thing, he was a teenager, and God showed him something early. And there's some, some, some of you all have an uh, embryo thought or whatever the case may be, but God wants you to have things clear. That as you go through life, look out while you're walking along, poop, you're going to go into your pit. And guess what? Joseph went into one, two, three of them before he got there. Three. We want to analyze that, so that's why we want to analyze it. They saw him from afar off. We go back to 37, uh, 18. They saw him from afar, uh, 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 afar, and behold, he came near to them. They conspired against to kill him. They said to one another, here comes that dreamer. Come now, let us kill him and throw him, him into the pits. Then we will say that a fierce animal has devoured him, and he will, we will see what will become of his dreams. They were sick of his dreams. Whenever God has a hand on your life, you're going to have a hater to take it. Here comes that. That's why they keep saying, here comes that dreamer. That, that dreamer. Here he comes, that dreamer. So sick of him. We way out in the middle of the field. Hey, guy. Oh, no, you don't come out here. You know? You know? We are sick of you. We had fellowship. Now you show up. And, you, oh, no, he's not coming with his robe. And he got his robe on. You know what he's going to say with his robe on. No. 
says, you know what? Now is the time to get rid of him. Oh, but they didn't know according to God's plan. No, it's God's plan to get rid of you. See, you have to look at it from a different area. And that's why when we talk about the analogy of the pit. So, you see, here's, here's what happened now. It was a place that was designed not to kill him, but to preserve him from the, for the next phase in God's program. He couldn't do what his brothers hated and wanted to kill him. But when Reuben heard it, he rescued him out of their hands, saying, Let us not take his life. And Reuben said to them, Shed no blood. Throw him into this pit here in the wilderness, but do not lay a hand on him that he might rescue him out of their hands to restore him to his father. Reuben said, No, we shouldn't kill the boy. I mean, I don't like him either, but that's not kill him. You know? Well, it goes on. It was a place where he was stripped of any physical recognition by his father to make room for the spiritual elevation and positioning according to the sovereign will of God. The first thing, the first thing I want you to understand that when God permits you to go into the pit, he's going to strip you of all you think you are. That's what the first thing, all of the physical, all of the things that you, all of your capabilities and you're smart and all that, so all of that is going, you're going, you're going to go in the pit like that. He's going to throw all of that in the pit so that when you come out of it, you would have dealt with it because you're going to the next phase. And you cannot prosper with ingrown eyeballs. And that's what he was suffering from. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the robe of many colors that he wore. And they took him and threw him into a pit. The pit was empty and there was no water. So we will outline this observation. Notice this now. There were several things that it is quite obvious. Number one, in these verses. Number one, they did what? Stripped him of his robe. But that's what that stripped him of the robe. That gave me position, stripped him of the robe. They didn't say he took the robe off, off of him. They didn't say, let us take the robe off of you so we can throw you into the bed. They were sick of that robe in the first place. They stripped it off of him. In defiance. Also, daddy gave, out of all the people, you know, the sibling rivalry, out of all the people, daddy chose you. <laughs> they took or grabbed him next they they didn't let him into the pit they what threw him into the pit they didn't say go down now go down into the pit no no we're gonna help you we got here's our express elevator boom <laughs> into the pit stripped and guess what? It's family doing it to him. Not an enemy, but family. The one that you would least expect is, that's why, when, that's why it hurts when you go into the pit. Those that you wouldn't think of doing it to you, it's doing it to you. That means that your eyes will get off of them and God's gonna get your eyes on him. 
And sometimes he had to take all these folks that you love and you're depending on. Sometimes he stripped you of all these things as he throw you into the pit or permit you to be thrown into the pit. The pit was empty. Now, that's, that's very important that they emphasize that because, you see, there could have been a, a lion in that pit or snakes. Or there could have been a rain where, where there was water in the pit. It could have been all of those things, but no, he was just in the pit. <laughs> it was a God-designed pit not to hurt him or destroy him, but to preserve him. I don't know what type of pit you're in right now, but let me tell you something. If you're still able to take a deep breath, <sighs> you still have your cognitive ability, you can still think, then praise God from whom all blessings go flow. And just wait till God makes the change in your life. But if you think you're going to avoid the pit, you're fooling yourself. There was no water in it. They did not kill God's choice. At least they didn't kill him. You see the benefits? One of the benefits of the pit was he went in when he was still alive. You heard, some, you heard statements like, still standing. <laughs> you did all this. You stripped me of my robe. You threw me into the pit. And you wanted me to die, but hello, <laughs> I'm still standing. <laughs> I'm one, of, I'm one of those weeble wobbles, you know. You thought me, you knocked me down, but guess what? I'm still standing. <laughs> That's what God wants for you. He don't want you to give up in the, top, in the tough times. It's not to destroy you. God doesn't have to do all that to destroy you. Get, get you to slip in the bathroom and hurt yourself. He, he don't have to uh, go through all of these things. Think God had to chase after you? All he had to do is not let you wake up. All of the above took place in the process of being thrown into the pit. Something else. Let's read that together. Give thanks in all things, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Let me ask you a question. Would you have given thanks? Would you, when it seemed like everything had gone wrong, you know, we, we sing the song, give thanks with a grateful heart, give thanks. You know, would you have given thanks when everything had gone wrong and it seemed like no one, no one cared? And it seemed like it was a hopeless situation. That's what, that's what this scripture is telling. This was, and that's why it's all scripture is given for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished. See? This is the reason that you're giving this. So listen, this is not just a story that God's given so you can fall asleep. Well, a bedtime story you can go to sleep on. This is life. This is what you go through. This is a character builder. And sometimes we look at what happened, take a notepad and write down all the things that didn't happen. And give thanks. <laughs> well, 
The pit will never hinder God's predetermined course of action. We'll, we'll do this and we'll, we'll close and pick it up uh, next, uh, next week. Then the Mennonite traders passed by and they threw Joseph, uh, drew, uh, uh, Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shackles of silver. They took Joseph to Egypt. First they stripped him and threw him down. Now, here come the Ishmaelites. And now, boy, it takes a little time to explain this. Now what happens is this. As the Ishmaelites are coming along, they're going to sell the Ishmaelites. The Ishmaelites do uh, deal with uh, slave trade. So they say, well, at least let's make some money, a little something, something off of him. So let's say we can get rid of him and make some money as a result of it. See? And we can go on with life. You know, of course, there was a, no doubt a vote from the brothers saying uh, there was an amen with the brothers. And, uh, and so they, they noticed Notice the verbs that they, they, first they drew Joseph out, lifted him out there out of the pit, sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. And, and then you see the whole idea here. They took Joseph to Egypt. Make the outline more. Four things took place in God's plan for Joseph. Number one, they drew him up. They lifted him out. Here he goes up out of the pit. Out, okay, sold, and was taken as a slave to Egypt, moved to his next station in life. You see, Egypt, if you want to get to the Pharaoh, you have to understand something. Getting to Pharaoh or getting to Egypt, here the Israelites had to, they had took him out of the pit. And it, all the roads, these roads that were going to Egypt, they were, the Israelites are taking them in a downward spiral toward Egypt. So they, they're, all the roads are not going, don't going toward Egypt. They taking, they're taking now Job, uh, the, uh, I'm sorry, Joseph to Egypt as a slave, stripped of everything. No, nothing going for him. And guess what? When Reuben returned to the pit and saw that Joseph was not in the pit, he tore his clothes. Well, number one, let's see now. He's not dead. He doesn't have his robe. God has another plan for his life. But it's in a foreign land. It's in Egypt. And boy, with Egypt, He's trying to see what's going to happen to me now. Afar from his father, hated by his brothers. How would you be feeling about that time? They had a, they have this, this is a Black History Month when they had the song. Nobody knows the trouble I seen. Nobody knows but Jesus, no, nobody, nobody could really, there was no one to really counsel. He's, he's about 17 years old. Nobody could, who, who do he go to for comfort? 
he had to have inside of him some type of constitution, some type of building up, some type of that, training that sustained him in the midst of that. And let me ask you, I don't know what next week has. You may have a great week or on an ordinary day, you're thrown into the pit and nobody will know what you personally go through during those times. And my purpose of, of, of uh, dealing with you as a congregate, God has exactly who he wants here. Success, God gives you success. Position, God will give you the position. Health, God can give you health. All of those things. But there's some things that you need to personally do inwardly. And that is to position yourself to walk with God in the beauty of holiness. Everybody with me so far? So, so if you hear me at this point, then then we'll uh, we're gonna gonna put this on on hold for for next week, and we'll we'll pick it up from there. But um, but we're dealing with again the pits because uh, when we talk about various pits, uh, Paul was in the pit, but he's singing in the pit. You know, and each time is is a purpose for each one of the pits. Uh, Joseph has a has a pit to to preserve a people and a nation. And so Joseph had to go through his pit for a reason. Paul had to go through his pit for a reason. Each one of us have to go through something for a reason. Don't get bogged down in the pit. Not because of lying or water, but with your own attitudes that keeps you from being what you should be. As we close this morning, my prayer is that God will help us to say, Lord, um, I'll take each day at a time and in all things give thanks. For this is your will in Christ concerning me. That's God's will. In all things. It'll give you a different perspective. You're going to run into all type of people. All type of attitudes. A lot of them don't know your daddy. <laughs> but in the midst of it, God's going to say, who's your daddy? <laughs> I am. All right. Then check your attitude out. Number one, you're not all that. I'm not all that. You, your strength be strong in the Lord and the power of what? His might. If somehow um, you've had some, some, a few struggles in that area, I would like to pray for you. Just kind of slip that hand up and say, that's, that's me. I've been, um, if not, the pit's going to reveal it. <laughs> the pit's going to reveal it. Amen, amen. Let's bow in prayer. Father, how we thank you for your goodness to us. You're so gracious. And we come this morning 
And we recognize Joseph that the story had been told so many ways and so many times. And sometimes we don't analyze the tools you permit in his life to develop character as you moved him from the pit to the palace. Lord, my prayer is that like Joseph and all the others that had to go that route, may we see, number one, you are always faithful. He was thrown in the pit, but there was no water. It was empty. You made sure that he, was not, he did not perish in the pit. You lifted him out, up. You lifted him out and kept him moving. Thank you, Lord. Because we're not home yet. Help us to thank you in all things and for all things. Thank you for the saints. Great is your faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints say.